UFC 257 surely gave the fans the show they were looking for, and this weekend is sure to be just as action-packed. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100 to 1 odds on your chosen fighter. Choose your fighter to step out of the octagon raising the belt. Pick either main event fighter to win this weekend's UFC 258 bout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. That's a $1 bet on either fighter to reign victorious. And if your fighter wins, you will cash $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry, if MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on b-ball, hockey ball, and anything with balls. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 on your chosen title contender to win. Place your bet and watch the fisticuffs fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 on the main event Saturday night for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Go. 1-800-522-4700. Hey, uh, something happened with my mic in this episode and audio setting got changed and it's peaking for the whole fucking episode i don't have time to reshoot it if the sound is terrible and you can't bear it i don't listen i understand uh i'll fix it before next time but i don't know what happened i know the setting got changed and i just realized it's too late my apologies Got a little button. It's red. Red shows up. Flash. Well, well, I think that means the podcast has started. <laughs> I think we've started. That's good, Broncos. Uh, I am Brandon. It has been the toughest 24 hours of being a dad to date. Perna here with Will, my rock keys. Uh, you think when? Yeah. When somebody says, like, that person's my rock, do you think people just now think of Dwayne Johnson instead of a, an actual rock? Yeah, I think so. I th- Well, the fact that you said Dwayne Johnson there leads me to believe that he is becoming Dwayne Johnson and not, <clears throat> not simply the rock. Interesting. Because there's that, there's that pivot where he became credited as Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I think yeah. If I want, if I was gonna have somebody be my rock, it would be the rock. <laughs> and yeah, uh, well, he's got a lot of money. A lot of money, a lot of muscles. He's like, isn't he like the most famous person on earth now, or something? Or the most highest, the highest paid actor? He's one of those things. You think he's more famous than 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 Tom Brady? Yeah. Seven times Super Bowl champion. Yeah, five-time Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, um, took forty-three shots today at the. Yeah. That's the most I've liked Tom Brady is seeing him stumble out of the victory parade drunk. That was I. Uh, that was like stumbling out of the bar. Yeah. At two a.m. 
like top five most fucked up in your life kind of drunk. Yeah, he was not like just having a good time. He was ripped. Was, he was about to fall over. Yeah, he had a guy hold, literally holding him up. It. Uh... I thought for, I thought for a second that was Blaine Gabbert holding him up. Oh, uh, but it looked just like some random some random staffer. Um, yeah, I think that it should be. This is gonna be a bench warmer tweet. <laughs> I think I think it should be in the backup quarterback's job description to have to to have to um, carry the starter when he's when he's drunk. drunk. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. I mean, it's you know you're not doing much else. No, look out for your guy when he's drunk. Make sure he doesn't get hurt, so you don't have to do any work. Like it's not because you care about that man. It's because you don't want to have to go out and start on Sunday. You know what I mean? Right. That's yeah, a, real bench warmers don't want to play. <laughs> they just want to collect a check. Yeah. Blaine Gabbert is uh he's becoming a legendary backup in my eyes. No, he really is. He was uh he made an appearance at the Super Bowl, fired up on the sideline. Uh I every time I hear the, the name Blaine Gabbert, I just think of Mel Kuyper touting him in that draft. I feel like he was like his first or second favorite quarterback that year. He's like Blaine Gabbert, blah, 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 Blaine Gabbert. I was like, who the fuck is Blaine Gabbert? And uh, still a question many people might be asking. It's so crazy because uh, it was so blatantly Blaine-tidly, uh no pun intended, obvious that just like hearing his name and looking at him, he's like, this is not going to be a good quarterback. Yeah, he, not a chance. And then he goes to one of the worst possible situations in yeah. Jacksonville. Yep, like he really doesn't have a chance this time. Uh, yeah, that that one was that one was tough because he had so he had Cam Newton at one, and then Blaine Gabbert was the tenth pick. You want to know who the next pick was? You know who they could have had? Oh, who? J.J. Watt. Oh. <laughs> Blaine, it goes, all right, this is crazy because the ninth pick, the pick right before him, Tyron Smith, future Hall of Famer. <laughs> wow. AJ Watt after him, future Hall of Famer. That's a crazy draft class. You got Cam Newton, Vaughn Miller, Marcel Darius, uh, AJ Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, Alden Smith. Then hey, you have Jake Locker, uh, uh, Smith, Gabbert, Watt, Christian Ponder, Nick Fairley. Robert Quinn, Mike Pouncey, Kerrigan, Solder, Legit, Amukamura. Wow. Yeah, those first 10 picks, pretty damn solid. It was like you couldn't miss there. A lot of Pro Bowlers. First, yeah. First seven, all Pro Bowlers. Yeah, wow. That's rare. You don't see that very often. Uh, today, we're into, we've got some Broncos news, some actual Broncos news to talk about with A.J. Boye getting released. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and figure out if Russell Wilson really wants to get the hell out of Seattle and, uh, another, some more backup news, Taylor Heineke going to be around in Washington for a little bit. Uh, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Uh, use code DNVR when you sign up to take advantage of DraftKings. Yeah, if you want to take advantage of them, use that code. Use it good. Um, AJ Boye, all right. This was not a surprise that the Broncos released him. Uh, you and I are in the same opinion that 
he got probably more shit than he deserved this last season. It was like, as soon as he got suspended, everybody's like, he was bad anyway. Like, no, well, he, he got hurt, and then he played through an injury, and then he started playing, you know, decent football, and then he got suspended. Uh, I get it didn't work out, and I get that the Broncos are going to save, what, like $13 million or $11.3 million or some shit uh, by releasing him. Uh, he just didn't get a fair shake. Circumstances kind of outside of his control. I get why the Broncos move on from him. I wouldn't have been mad if they kept him. I think he would have played decent next year. But they're starting to make some moves. This won't be the first, according to Ben Albright. But like you said last week, he expects them to re-sign Justin Simmons and Shelby Harris. And that's probably the reason they're freeing up some money. Um, Anything to add on the details of this, Will? Did I miss anything? Uh, He played in seven games last year. So he had the injury, and then I think it was a four-game suspension for performance enhancing. Six, I think. Six? Yeah, I think he was going to miss – he had to miss four, and then he was going to miss two this year. Ray Rice got two games. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Six passes defensed, didn't have an interception, uh, but they do free up $13 million in cap space, which is not nothing. And the cap's like – six million dollars higher than we thought it would be so it's not going to be um i don't know it's not going to be a disaster it's going to change the way people it's going to it's going to change the way players look for deals like they're going to look for short-term deals i think this offseason so you're going to get like you know those one year like prove it deals you're gonna get a lot of those i think and then players that try to cash in next yeah year. And 90% of those players will be doing one-year prove-it deals down in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Adrian Peterson wants to go play there now. It's like, fuck off, guys. Quit taking the easy road to the Super Bowl, you. Well, and, and Peterson's been around a while, I guess. <laughs> in that game, like... He's putting his dues. That it's, it's really, really hard to win two Super Bowls in a row. Not for Tom Brady. He can do anything, Will. I mean, he hasn't since 2004, has he? Nope. Nope. Yeah, I hope somebody gets good. You got to join the team that's winning next year. Yeah. You know, I hope that Shaq Barrett does not go back. I hope he maxes out his deal. He's got two Super Bowl rings. There's no reason for him to take some team-friendly deal in Tampa. I want to see him go somewhere that I can really, really root for him next year. With the uh, fat wad of cash. He'd be good in uh, Buffalo, wouldn't he? Oh, Buffalo needs pass rush help, too. They can't afford – Buffalo's does. got – they've got to make some I cuts. Fucked, yeah. yeah. And that's – like, you know, the, every year the story's about John Elway fucking sucking somehow. Like, people want to shit on him for some reason. But the Broncos, despite the cap coming down a bunch – are in a decent cap spot. I think they're top 10 of cap space available. So some of maybe the conservative moves that they've made in terms of money, uh, they might benefit uh, more than you know other teams this offseason. Again, will it matter if they don't figure out quarterback? No. But they have a chance to sign... 
they're guys that they have in-house and maybe one or two free agents that can make an impact. Uh, I think most of their help is going to have to come through the draft, but uh, it, it just depends on, like you're saying, how the market is. If a bunch of guys are taking one-year prove-it more team-friendly deals, I guess, then maybe the Broncos can get more than I'm assuming they're going to go after in free agency. And there's a big question mark with the new GM. We don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know his uh, his method, his Mm-mm. philosophy. We don't know anything about that. We're we're probably about to find out. I mean, the boy thing is like really the first significant move that he's made, right? Yeah. And Which I mean, hope I think it would happen either way. Whoever was at GM. Yeah, I uh, I hope they sign a corner in free agency, like they make like a, a value signing there, and that yeah. they use one of their top draft picks on one assuming yeah i think that's that's a good point but i would like richard sherman's gonna be available he's gonna play two years that's like a guy who's probably still gonna make your team better past his prime but he he's not gonna cost a ton i feel like and is he fit uh, is he like a i don't know i know he's pretty like scheme dependent yeah maybe um, and I think like I, I think he's a zone guy. I'm not really sure. Yeah, apparently Fangio wants more zone guys. I don't know. Maybe. I saw some Maybe meme about it, so I just assume it's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, the last time like we really heard from Richard Sherman, he was getting toasted in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah, maybe like you don't want him on Tyree Kill. <laughs> that's probably a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. Maybe give us a young, fast guy. Yeah, so you got the options at nine, at number nine in the draft. Pretty much Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. And then I like I, that name because I got a friend named Farley, so I feel Farley good about him like, right away. It's like Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not bad. He's significantly more athletic, better and more in shape. Um. Patrick Sertan, we found out with Antoine Winfield that the sons of defensive backs are, yep. are good draft picks. Going to be key in helping you get a Super Bowl. Yep. I can't also, son. prime to talk shit to Tyreek Hill. So I'll yeah. bet on I'll bet on that. And was it? And Sertan's dad was a former chief, so that could be real interesting. He was. That's true. He was a dolphin and a chief. Good catch. Ah. Uh-huh. And you got free agent quarterbacks. Andrew Mason put together a list. You got Chidobia Wouzier, who played at Colorado. That makes a little Yeah, sense. he was in Dallas, right? Kind of. Who's in Dallas? Never lived. Well, here's the interesting. So Chidobia Wouzier going to be available, as is, well, they're unrestricted free agents. We don't know if they'll definitely be available. But uh, also from Colorado, uh, Akello Witherspoon. So they played together oh, at CU. He went to... Uh, he went to... Christian Brothers High School in Sacramento. Witherspoon? A rival high school, yeah. Oh. So since he's got local ties to both of us, I say Witherspoon should be the Broncos' top priority in free agency. That's how we're going to base our decisions. Mm -hmm. So Purely purely logical. I don't give a shit if he was uh, 0.0 PFF (laughs) rating. Who cares? Get him on. Um, yeah, Witherspoon, Sherman, and Jason Verrett, all in San Francisco, all going to be unrestricted free agents. Verrett is like 
<laughs> that one's a tough one. So you're like, yeah. All right. He was, uh, you know, he was finally healthy for a year. Do you want to bet on it again? <laughs> That's like the biggest high risk, high reward signing, right? Yeah. Because he yeah. played pretty damn good in San Francisco. Um, but a guy who's hurt four out of the five seasons we've seen him in the NFL. That's oh man, that's like if you can get him for the right price, Probably it's worth it. it. But, but man, yeah, that's like, a risk. There's no reason for for Verrett to sign like a really team friendly deal. Is like I proved it last year. I can stay healthy. Yeah, if there's one guy who's gonna want a long, a 100% long term deal this year, it's Jason Verrett. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you kind of see it from both ways. But so to round out that list, you got Shaq Griffin, Seattle, Troy Hill from the Rams. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Mike Hilton from the Steelers. Billy Jackson, the third Bengals. Desmond King, Chargers, Titans. Patrick Peterson. I don't know if that's really going to happen. Conflicting reports there. Xavier Rhodes, who's. You know, Minnesota thought he was done, and then yeah, played better for the, the Colts. Got a good year out of him, and then Richard Sherman, who you brought up, Richie Sherman. So no, and, and there's like a there's a rumor floating around that Marshawn Lattimore could be on the on the trade market, right? Because the Saints have to free free up some money. Yeah, they got to free up some big money. I don't know if that's the guy they want to get rid of him, but I don't. They then again, they may not have a choice because uh, this will be his fifth year, I think now, and he's gonna command the pretty big payday based on his first four years in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, he's Good gonna player. make money. Well, they have they have two guys from that first round to pay with Ramcheck. And Marshawn Lattimore. So maybe they can only keep one. I don't know. Uh, tackles are you suddenly got a, the Ravens tackle wants a trade. Orlando Brown. Yeah, son of Orlando Brown. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Orlando yeah. Brown Jr., son of uh, legendary tackle Orlando Brown. Um, speaking of offensive linemen. Russell Wilson wants some some O linemen in Seattle. Yes, he does. Let me ask you this question because I think it's an important distinction. He's been sacked 394 times in 144 regular season games. He got sacked 47 times last year. Yeah, he's the third most. How much of it is having a shitty offensive line? How much of it is he's just Russell Wilson and he plays kind of a. Gets outside the pocket and kind of runs into... Plays like Mahomes, but he's now, what, over 30? How old's Russell Wilson? Something like that. I'm going to say 30 on the dot. Let's see here. Russ, Russell Wilson. I don't want NFC Championship game. I just want... 32. See, that's the thing, like... He, he wants to pay. He said on Dan Patrick, he wants to play 10 to 15 more years. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He's going to have to adjust his style of play. 
that's the thing with like people who think that you know like Mahomes will play for like he'll he he'll play ten more years for sure. He's still young, but like you want to start comparing him to Tom Brady. All those guys will have to adjust the way they play late in their career because they'll just start taking. They'll be hurt. That's when your body can't take all those shots. So Wilson, I would say their offensive line has gotten a little bit better. Like they've made some improvements there. Um, it's probably I want to say like fifty-fifty. Like I don't think the Seahawks have a great pass-blocking offensive line. I also think Russell Wilson's the type of player who tries to extend every play he can, and when you do that, you're going to take sacks. And over like the last year or two, I've noticed, so Wilson used to be so good at doing that backward snake run, you know, where they go one way, one way, one way, get free, and, and make the, the throw. He's just, he's tried to do that, but he's been fucking sacked because he's just... <laughs> Oh, after 30 hits, you get just a little bit slower. You get a little slower back there. And those defensive linemen, man, they stay the same. They stay the same. So, yeah, I, I think it's half and half. I don't think he's going to – I mean, he was saying shit on Dan Patrick's show that yeah. would lead you to believe, like, he's ready to get the fuck out, the, out of there. But I don't like, think he is. I don't think he is. Like we talked about in the episode yesterday – um. I think it's just these quarterbacks want more control. And so they're trying to come come at it like guns a-blazing, let me have some more say, or then we might actually have an issue. So that's my take on it, I guess. What, what, what do you think? It's also hard to make those demands when you make it – like you're a huge – you yourself are a huge chunk. Mm -hmm. of the of the salary cap yeah he just signed like a 140 million dollar deal he's yeah. one year in on it or some shit right right so you know maybe i don't know like if it maybe do 120 million dollar deal <laughs> yeah it, i mean tom brady gets to i mean you know you married ciara she's she probably got some money Tom Brady ma yeah. uh, married Giselle Bunchen, who's the richest female model yeah. on earth, I think. Uh, so he gets to take those like $25 million deals and it leaves the bucks a little bit of room to work with. And I think too, like if you give up a little bit of money in the short term to protect yourself, you extend your career and probably make <laughs> that money back uh, on the back end. Yeah, I mean, Wilson, all right, so 2020, his cap hit was $31 million. This year, it'll be $32 million. 2022, it will be $37 million. 2023, $39 million. Now, that said, the Seahawks have an out year in 2022 with just a $26 million dead cap hit. So... <laughs> a little bit of money. I think Brady, even with all his incentives, will make... 28 million this year so if you're a quarterback and you can keep that cap hit under 30 million then you're buying yourself an extra player or two that the team should be able to sign but then as a quarterback like if you're going to take that leap of faith 
and take less money, you have to know that the team is going to make those moves because there's nothing that's going to hold them to it. <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be spent wisely. Yeah, you just... I don't know if like he's the guy who's like, uh, all right, you have to take this tackle at this pick. I mean, if he's going out there and saying, like, you know, I need to be protected a little bit more, then that's, like, that's influence there. He doesn't need to be, like, in the in the war room necessarily, necessarily but that's that's influence just right there. And that's it's pressure, too. Yeah. I don't think there's any, like, reason he would want to be traded necessarily. No. But, I mean, maybe there's a reason. I don't, I don't think that's uh, ever going to be a reality. Even though, like, there's always been some weird, weird rumors like before he got signed last year. I, I don't know. I, I I just don't see it happening necessarily. Although it would be interesting to see if uh, that drives down Deshaun Watson's price tag at all. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Gonna happen there. I just want them. I'm I'm done hearing about this. I don't want this to drag on for another uh, three months, which is kind of what it's looking like with watson yeah yeah i i think maybe the nfl needs to step in maybe it's a weird weird vibe it's it's becoming a christian mega church in there yeah that's the last thing you want that is the last thing you want it's such (laughs) a joke it's like i can't even believe what's happening that's how ludicrous it is to me yeah, it's just it's one man uh, in his in his like mediocre charisma, you know, turning into uh, Machiavelli and ruining the Texans from the inside. Yeah, it's it's almost like Cal McNair has to be living in an isolated bubble where he doesn't see anything that's happening outside of maybe what like is put in front of him and it's put in front of him by Jack Easterby. You know what I mean? Like it feels like yeah, it feels like you know that scene from uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where Brad Pitt shows up to Spawn Ranch and he he wants to talk to Bruce Dern and it's all like the the Manson family outside who's like right. taking over the ranch. And they say that that Mr. Spawn's back there, but you don't really know. He's like, is he dead? Is he even there? Yeah. Are they totally taking advantage of him? Is he is he lucid? That's what it feels like with Cal McNair. Yeah. And Jack Jack Easterby in this analogy uh, is absolutely Charles Manson. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he's got dead bodies somewhere. <laughs> allegedly they probably kill well, themselves after hearing a stand-up routine oh my god <laughs> that's my favorite fucking thing i've seen all off season <laughs> hey man hey y'all you think jesus ever did a, did the crip walk on water <laughs> Boo. no no <laughs> hey y'all hey y'all, you, you know what they do down there in texas mm, they wear belt buckles <laughs> Uh, I think we already talked about this, so yeah, I'm going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DraftKings Sportsbook will not Easter be. Uh, no, no, no. They will, 
set the over for the Lakers Nuggets game this coming week on Valentine's Day 214. The Nuggets play the Lakers on VD Day at 8 p.m. Uh, I shouldn't call it VD Day. Yeah. What's that? I was going to say, VD Day is... Don't call it VD Day. It says right here in the notes. For every thousand users, we get to bet on this. DraftKings will lower the over by one point. You guys, the more we get people in on this bet, the more money we can guarantee ourselves. And DK will continue to do this for us if it becomes a hit. Let's get this thing to zero. It's a no-brainer. Brainer. So here it is again. We are asking you, the fans, the betters, the community, to start rallying behind this. For every 1,000 people to opt in, DraftKings Sportsbook will lower the over total by one point. So mark your calendars and make sure you place the over bet on the Lakers versus the Nuggies this Sunday, Valentine's Day, VD Day, 214. It doesn't matter how many units half units, etc. that you place. All that matters is that you place the bet to get that over down to zero. Let's a go. It's a no-brainer. Code DNVR. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-522-4700. Use the hashtag hammer the over on social when you place the bet. Let's get this trending, guys and gals. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it now. Sometimes I just ad lib do it. Do it. Um, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised I wasn't in the copy. VD Day sounds. Uh, VD Day. Venereal. Like the worst. Potentially the worst holiday of all time. Yeah. I don't want to get a VD. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. You've got Valentine's Day, Veterans Day, and Venereal Day. There's too many VD days. And if you mix yeah. up which VD day it is, mm, not 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 good results. Uh, hopefully, though, on Valentine's Day, you're with somebody you know doesn't have VD. Or you both have VD and you just give it back and forth to each other. It's like a math equation. It cancels out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're with someone long enough to celebrate Valentine's Day with them, hopefully you'd have prior knowledge. Yeah. Get that get that history checklist out, you know. Venereal D's. Yeah. Um. Good 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 segue. Yeah, good segue to talking about Taylor Haneke. (laughs) Taylor Haneke. The way he crushes beers, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a couple now. Is... Yeah, I think it's they're seltzers. A, he's crushing seltzers. Anyway, Washington signed him to a two-year deal worth $8.75 million. So he made $8 million for, what, two starts? One playoff start? I don't even know if he started the other game. I think he just started played in the, the playoff game. I mean, he he played with Carolina, I think, back a couple years ago then he was in the xfl yeah he was taking math classes before the season when washington called uh pretty much solely the ron rivera connect scott cooper i think his name is that might be a movie director might also be the name of the coach anyway 
there's just like uh, there's a story that his old Dominion Pro Day only one coach showed up, and it was the coach from the Panthers who followed right oh. Washington. So um, as long as it feels like as long as Ron Rivera has a job, then so does Taylor Heineke. Yeah, well, and I mean, I think he earned a chance to, to compete. He earned a chance to compete, and he's definitely good enough to be your backup. I mean, yes. he went into a playoff game against the Buccaneers defense, who was great all post postseason, and he didn't suck. Like, he gave Washington kind of a chance, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a great story. Um Small sample size. Obviously, if he plays for a prolonged time, there's no guarantee he plays every game like that. But at the very least, because Washington's going to make a move for a quarterback. So they'll bring somebody in. Maybe they draft somebody. I don't know. If Taylor Heineke is the guy going in to replace your starter, I feel pretty good about that. Which leads me to an idea. I think I cut it out of the episode. But I am under the new idea that bringing in veteran quarterbacks as backups is stupid unless you have a franchise QB already. So like a lot of people are like the Broncos should bring in Andy Dalton or bring in, you know, these other guys. And that doesn't make any sense to me because you're going to overpay for a backup quarterback for a veteran. And I really don't think young quarterbacks are learning a ton from the veteran quarterbacks that are their backups. Maybe a little bit. I don't know for sure. Well, it, it, it definitely depends on the guy. But my thought is, okay, say the Broncos bring in Andy Dalton to back up Drew Locke. And Drew Locke is either benched because he's playing poorly or gets hurt. And then Andy Dalton comes in and wins you a couple games and basically screws you out of being able to draft your next quarterback. So it's like counterproductive. You bring in a a veteran QB to back up a young guy, and then you realize the young guy's not the guy. All that veteran QB is going to do is probably hurt your chances of getting the next young guy. So my thought is, if you got a young quarterback, just have other young quarterbacks as backups so if he doesn't work out, you just test the next guy out. Like Brett, I think Brett Rippin. Exactly. Exactly, Will. Why why aren't people on board with Brett Rippin being the backup? Aren't on board? Yeah. If yeah, I don't know. Give that you're trying to add another guy, but didn't she like keep Brett Rippin on the roster this whole time? Yes. Groom him to be the long term backup? Yeah, t- to me, the Broncos, because I don't think they'll be able to get Deshaun Watson. But their, their quarterback carousel this year should be Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew, and Brett Rippon. They're all cheap, they're all young, and maybe one of them could be your next QB. I'm not sure any of them are, but like if Locke's not working out, maybe. go to Gardner. If Gardner's not working out, go to fucking Brett Rippon. And then you know heading into the draft, none of these guys are it. We need to draft another young guy. Like... I, uh, I cut it out of the episode because it kind of takes a, a while to, to make that point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't want to see, like, Nick Foles or Andy Dalton in Denver at, under any circumstances next year. 
Like no, if Locks, yeah, especially Nick Foles, like you have to specter that big dick yeah. behind you. You're always going to be looking over your shoulder. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you are fearing that it's just going to knock you unconscious, and that's going to be what knocks you out of the game. Oh, Drew Locke got fucking a concussion in the locker room because Nick Foles turned around and Locke had his helmet off. It was like on basketball when their giant dicks whip across the screen. Yeah, Ben Albright reporting that Drew Locke has been thwapped in the face by <laughs> Nick Foles. But that's the yeah, thing. I, like, I agree. I agree. And then, you know, a guy plays poorly for two games and everybody's screaming, you know, play Andy Dalton, play Andy Dalton. Like, you went to playoff games. Yeah. Uh, so the fuck what? Like, you know he's not going to – be the long-term answer you want a backup to be a guy you know with a with a small ego who's gonna help the quarterback prepare and can step in in a pinch and you want bubby brister baby you want bubby goddamn brister that's right um you want bubby brister that's all you want um <laughs> You don't want Jameis Winston. That's what you don't want. No, you don't want famous James. Like, don't use no. money on any of those guys. Like, unless you're actually getting an upgrade over Drew Locke, like a long-term upgrade. Like, you could argue that Andy Dalton might come in and win you more games than Drew Locke, but what, for one or two seasons? You're in the exact same spot you were before. So, like, if the Broncos don't get a, a guy like Watson – then, and they don't draft a guy, I want the plan to be you start Drew Locke the whole season. Good or bad, you fucking, you yeah. let him start the whole season. And the only exception for me is Gardner Minshew because I think you could argue either one could be better. And I would be fine with that. I think physically Locke has more talent, but I don't know. Gardner, there's something appealing about him besides his weird rednecky famous shtick he's got going now um yeah he's got this uh trailer park kind of charm that makes him hard to hard to ignore <laughs> yeah he's uh yeah like every guy wants to be able to be as fucking um trashy as gardner Minshew and still be as cool <laughs> Yeah. That's like the dream. Uh, and have NFL money too. Yeah. To appear poor, but to really be rich. Exactly. That and not have to, like, I'm I'm going for that right now. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going for that Unabomber look, but uh, people just keep saying, you look like shit, bro. Get some sleep, dude. Yeah. yeah. If, if the Unabomber was played by Jared Leto, which yeah. might, be bad, might, might be a pretty good movie. Actually, my Leto's got chops. The Unabomber, uh, he he bombed one of his. Uh, I think the last bomb he ever sent, or the one, the last one that ever like detonated, was down the street from me. Oh, really? A few blocks. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Got someone. Sacramento's got some ties to some famous. A lot criminals. of serial killers. A lot of serial killers. I'm not one of them. I promise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what about the area just kind of um, either attracts serial killers or produces serial killers. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
I, I do know my mom drove the same car as the the golden state killer back in the back in his heyday when they're looking for him i mean they're looking for him for a long time yeah but uh apparently she got she got the call uh the cops called on her because she was like <laughs> hanging outside her friend's house in her car and like turned the headlights on off and just a big swarm of wow cop cars that's crazy up. yeah yeah if they didn't catch that guy i would have my suspicions um, maybe mama keys mama keys sounds like uh, uh one of the islands off of florida <laughs> which one did you go to i went to mama keys with gardner Minshew. <laughs> take care that was my vacation spot yeah all right we're gonna get out of here florida just looks like fun doesn't it what does watching that florida looks like fun watching that parade oh dude that parade looks so fun that, <laughs> yeah. it's what I put in the uh, the script for tomorrow, just like, it's fucking badass. Like, all parades should be done on not land anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's <clears throat> kind of tough, you know, if you're Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. To do a parade on water. There's, uh, they're close enough to the Mississippi River, Missouri River. They're close, they're close to some river. Yeah, you do a huckleberry fin type float down the river. Yeah, they got gambling casino boats down there. Yeah, riverboat. Yeah, riverboat. Yeah. I think if you have, uh, if you're coastal, you have to, you have to take advantage of your water. Yeah, it looked fun. It looked really a fun. Nautical parade. Mm-hmm. And it produced the the first uh, truly likable Tom Brady moment I've ever seen. Likable, relatable. Uh, his Twitter team already did a shitty like tweet about it. Um, the avocado thing. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make fun of that too. It's like, oh, you now you're stealing everybody else's joke they already made. It's so yeah. It's like he made that Twitter to be more relatable, and that, like it's so like it's so like clearly artificial that it makes it you know less. Relatable. Yeah. What's not artificial? Not being able to walk because you're too drunk. Yeah, <laughs> Can't no, fake that one. Can't fake that, that one. Real. That's as real as it gets. Good for him. Cooler, cooler move. Drunk walking Tom Brady or beer, beer buying Aaron Rodgers in the back of a pickup truck. Uh, Aaron, anything Aaron Rodgers does is a little bit cooler. I was gonna say, um, the Super Bowl last year gave us. Scooter Elway. This one gave us stumbling Tom Brady. Yeah. I wonder what next year will bring us. Uh, hmm. Moped Mahomes. Moped Mahomes. Yeah. There we go. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back every week, like always. <laughs> John Elway tore his ACL on a scooter. UFC 257 surely gave the fans the show they were looking for, and this weekend is sure to be just as action-packed. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100 to 1 odds on your chosen fighter. Choose your fighter to step out of the octagon, raising the belt. 
Pick either main event fighter to win this weekend's UFC 258 bout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. That's a $1 bet on either fighter to reign victorious. And if your fighter wins, you will cash $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry, if MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on b-ball, hockey ball, and anything with balls. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 on your chosen title contender to win. Place your bet and watch the fisticuffs fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 on the main event Saturday night for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Go. 1-800-522-4700.